Okay, so we're here for uh, Reality Schmeality episode, I don't remember. I should always say it's episode six. No, it's like episode six. Are you serious? I'm ser- serious. Wow. It's either five or six. It's flying by. I'll know when I post this. I'll be like, because I look at last week's and I go, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I know. So, wow, it's Eric this. and Jenny here. And uh, Okay, so we'll save that that part for the end. Let's let's jump in with Vanderpump. Okay, Last last week I was really hard on Tom Schwartz, and I think I've switched. Oh, I mean I was I was Team Schwartz. Sorry, and now I think I've kind of switched. Oh, yeah, because well, now I'm more well, a little yeah, bit more because, on Katie and Lila's side. Well, because listen, yeah, and that's what sorry, uh, <laughs> that's what this is about. Because listen, I have Stassi, who we both love, uh, yeah. weighing in. But this stuff that Tom's doing with Raquel that I guess we're gonna see, yeah. And then Sheena, of course, is... I really thought she wasn't on the show anymore, and then she showed up. I was kind of hoping she wouldn't be on the show, because she always stirs the pot. That's all she does. And I totally trust Katie being mad at her. And I saw Katie and Lila on the after show on Watch What Happens Live. Katie's never looked better in her whole life. She looks happy. She looks happy. She looks fit. She looks good, and everything looks good. But yeah, I I feel bad that I was sort of hard on her last week. Well, okay, that'll continue to play out. But Tom is messing around with Raquel. So, obviously, that's in real life right now. I don't know if we'll get to see that or not over as the, oh, as the show unfolds. Because right now, she's with the old man in the sea. Yeah. Well, from what I understand, and I've read the text back and forth between Katie and Sheena, because I have no life. Um, and it was like on, <laughs> I don't know, it was on Us Weekly or Page Six or something. And basically, Sheena's saying that Katie said she didn't care because Sheena apparently but that would be a pushed very the Katie two of thing them to, to do. Well, yeah, but she did care. She yeah, cared a right. lot. She cares. She cares a lot, and and that's why in the very opening of this season, she said, "My only rule was don't date someone in the friend group." That was like her last line of that opening. Yeah, and he went right for it. Went right for it, and Raquel. I think because what Tom's going to be looking for is somebody to go, okay, Tom, that's great. Right. Whatever. Right. And not have a brain. Right. That's Raquel. <laughs> so what else was interesting? I see that picture of Stassi. Well, so have you so been following? Stassi's weighed in on it. Okay. What'd she say? And uh, she did something on Instagram. I just. Okay. So this is about the fact that. Uh, Tom and Raquel were caught making out, and it's all over social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, said she, oh God, this has so many links buried in it. I know no one asked for my opinion, right, Stassi? But that's how you roll. Oh, a hundred percent. But it's moments like this I really miss giving it. Uh, <laughs> Schroeder's best friend Maloney replied to the comment. Let me guess, you'd like a glass of Pinot Grigio? And then she said yes. And then is there literally these things, these stories, these go clickbait on on. stories that I get on Facebook that I'm like, oh, well, we're, we're going to talk about that this week. And I go and print it and it never prints right. So you know Katie was the maid of honor in Stassi's wedding. Right. So Stassi is obviously going to be team Katie. She's heartbroken about their split. Oh, yeah. Uh, they shared so many memories together as friends. Out of everybody in their circle of friends, Stassi's probably the most affected by this because she was closest to them as a couple. Oh, for sure. So... 
Oh, you remember how close she was with him after? I mean, she used to always be at their apartment. And but did you were you following what's happened between Stassi and Jackson and Brittany? No, no. Oh, so Jackson and Brittany did not show up for the wedding. And they never, like, they RSVP'd that they were coming, and then they didn't uh, show. And so that relationship is completely over. By the way, Bo should have his own show. Uh, Bo is the best. Bo and, is. And then Stassi can be on it. Right. I do love Bo. Not a Stassi show, a Bo show. Yeah, but again, because I have no life, I was reading on <laughs> Facebook about all of this back and forth between them, and they no longer speak. In fact, one of the few people that still speak to Brittany and Jax and hang out with them is... Kristen Doty. Yes, and Sheena. But yes, of course, Kristen. Kristen. I mean, how would Brittany want anything to have... I don't uh, understand. I don't understand. It's a ticking time bomb. She's she's just gross. <laughs> Who? Doty? Kristen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is. She's just gross. Remember when she was Although with- there was a period of time that I really thought that she was uh, Sandoval in drag. Oh, 100%. Because they had so much in common. They had, so yeah, absolutely. But do you remember when she was with James? That was cringy. I liked him much better with Raquel. I did like the blow up at the at that wedding, though. Was the, that, whose wedding was that? that it was, was Sheena's, Sheena's wedding. Yes, Sheena's, Sheena's wedding. first wedding. That Where Dodie just went. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. But did you see that James admitted that he cheated on Raquel with Lila? No. Did you watch last week's episode? I must. I was watching at my desk, and somebody must have come in, and I must have hit pause too late. I yes, they showed the whole thing where Lila and James went to Chicago, and then Raquel confronts him, and he says yes, and yeah, it's bad. It's James. <laughs> it's James. It's James. Yeah. Sometime this year, we'll have another heart-to-heart with Lisa and James. It's going to happen. James is starting to... Head down the crash and burn hill again. Yeah, he's drinking again. Slow burn. Yeah, he's drinking again. And- Everybody likes the new girlfriend. I think they're going st- to stay friends with the new girlfriend and not be friends. With- I don't understand why anyone's friends with James. I've never understood that. He's just a terrible person. He's well, just. He's, just- he's awful. And I don't know why Lisa still supports him when he was so awful to her Something son. Something about Lisa's very, very loyal to her circle of friends, which includes, I guess, James's dad. Dad. But he was awful to her son, to Max. Called him fat. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a low blow. Oh, well, thank, good, thank goodness uh, Pandy didn't get her own show. I would oh. not have been able to take that. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and you know Lisa was probably in there pushing for it. Probably. So probably. I watched uh, Jersey this morning. Did you see Jersey? I have not okay, seen that's Jersey. All right. I watched Summer House this morning. Have you seen Summer House? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, and I have something about Summer House. Let's okay. talk about Summer House. Let's talk. Let's talk about Kyle's imaginary. I, I understand Lindsay wields a lot of influence with Carl, but what Kyle is saying is just not true. This is actually Carl, for the first time in his life, his thoughts are together. Everything's together. He has made an adult decision as a recovering alcoholic to no longer be in the alcohol business. I mean that's that's number one on everything. Okay, one did did anyone see the irony of Kyle complaining about what a drunk Carl was and how he saved him slurring? Yeah, he was slurring. He was so drunk. But one of the worst things I've ever seen on reality TV because I do believe that Kyle and Carl were actually friends is he threw him under the bus about doing coke. Yeah, and I don't think anybody knew that Carl was doing coke. No, that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Kyle's not a good guy. 
He, and I don't he's understand. He's good TV when he's drunk. Yeah. I love to watch him when he's drunk just because you just never know. He literally has a drink and he starts to slur. Like, I, so he must actually, with cameras not rolling, have like 20. Him and Lindsay both. They were both slurring. <laughs> well, those little get-togethers by the pool are just are always just chock full of stuff. Bad, but, but I was literally. I feel bad for Carl because uh, he makes Lindsay happy and Lindsay makes him happy. And I yeah. do not believe them at this point to be toxic for each other. I think they hold each other up based on everything we've seen. Yeah, she is a very manipulative person, though. And I think, I think Carl knows that, though. Yeah, but I think at his core, he is a good person. Yeah. Like, I do. I think that he's had a lot of well, he hardship. Just, his brother died. He, he has addiction. addiction. Right. I think he's, his parents got divorced, which even later in life can be very disruptive, <laughs> to say the least. And um, I think at his heart, he's a good person. I love, Car- I love Carl's mom. I love Carl's mom. She's one of my favorites. I think Lindsay is just extremely manipulative. And the whole But issues... do you think she has that much to do with him leaving Loverboy? Yes. I I do, but I also think it's in his best interest to leave Loverboy. I think he's totally correct that if you're trying to leave live a clean and sober life, you probably shouldn't work in the alcohol industry and be going into bars and going into events. I think Kyle came off sounding like a pompous ass. Can I say that on yes. a podcast? Yes, you can. That he saved him and, you know, he wouldn't have been able to get a job and he should have been fired. I mean, he just really well, came I off Well, I mean, as there a, was a point he probably should have been fired if what we were seeing on TV was Possibly. True. But he was still struggling with everything. He hadn't figured everything out yet. And sorry, Kyle. You're on the outside looking in right. when and, Carl gets things figured out. And when you do something good for somebody, i.e. you hire your friend, you don't fire them, keep it to yourself, right? Because once you do a good deed and then you brag about it, it's not It's not, it's not a good deed. Not and a, he just came off as a, a, like a jerk. And I don't understand why Amanda's with him. Because I think Amanda is probably one of the sweetest, most yep. authentic people on the show. I don't know. I've never understood that. And honestly, I think Kyle's biggest hang-up with Lindsay is, I think he's always wanted Lindsay. Oh, I do too. Uh, I just think that that's what, that's what this is. All of the yeah. fights that he has with Lindsay is just because, but he never made a play for her before. But See, I think that I think will they, come out. I think they fooled around. I do too, because if you remember the very first season, Amanda was just a hookup. And they were filming Summer House, but Lindsay and Kyle had lived together before in in a shared house on out oh. there. And so I bet it will come out someday that there was a hookup a lot because they're both very old. They're yeah. both almost forty, and they've been doing this for twenty years. So I don't know. Okay, I thought the cringy moment on Summer House was though the new girl. Yeah, when she went off on the hot guy about being a cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. How not to pick up a guy. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> there's been so much discussion about I did not, I was not in the dating world a long time. Okay? Oh, me either. Uh, and it, the most recently, and as a matter of fact, I was swearing off of it whenever Gina and I matched up. But she was so done with it. And now, I mean, just subsequently, she's told me so many stories, and it's just horrible. Oh. The, and from both sides, the, the, the standard by you setting finding somebody that you think you're compatible with is weird. It's yeah. just weird. I don't I mean and some of it has to do with the age differences and everything. I mean Yeah. But I gosh, do think I think it was a perfect example and I've seen girls flirt like this. And 
it's not attractive. This whole, I'm going to cut you down, taking a guy, cutting him down, making him feel worthless, and somehow that means they're going to want you? Like, she just looked ridiculous. I know exactly where it plays out like that. Kindergarten. Right. (laughs) When a little boy is mean to a little girl, it usually means that he likes her. Right. And vice versa. But you're no longer allowed to say that. Because I remember when my my daughter was Uh, little and, you know, they pull her hair and say, oh, he likes you. Well, now I've read you're not supposed to say that because you're somehow um, insinuating that that physical abuse is a way to show love. And so I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess I messed up there. Another another mom mess up. (laughs) But uh, you can see it carries forward. It just becomes verbal when you get older. It just becomes verbal. A hundred percent. But that is not okay. Okay, cutting somebody down as a way of flirting is not attractive. And she just looked completely... Now, back to Kyle. The late night stuff between Kyle and the new girl, Sam, I was like... I was watching like this. I literally was watching between my fingers. Sometimes when Kyle does stuff like that, this is... This world that they live in, they they all swear it's not scripted. And I know the editors do a certain amount of uh, eliminating context... For the storyline to move forward. But for the most part, these are all natural settings where they sit down. They may want the setup to be uh, like a lunch. Right. Where it's p- the women that aren't getting along and they sit them down for a lunch together and they just roll tape. And, yeah. so- and then s- the stuff starts coming out. I don't think that that blurs the line between that much. It does a little. Mm-hmm. But with Kyle, I feel like he and Amanda kind of have this agreement because I think this is one of the reasons why she's not, she never left all that time. I felt like some of this might have been between the two of them kind of planned to keep them out wow. in front. Right. Because, you know, hey, and now Summer House has become lucrative. They're all making good money. Now there's Winter House. And Winter House. And did you see the comment <clears throat> by Kyle about Lindsay no longer working and staying on the couch? And I was like, wait a minute, I thought she had her own PR firm. So is she just now making her money off of Summer House? Probably. And there is an incentive there when they start to do that to stay on the show, to stay relevant. And so, but I do I think, think it happens more on the younger shows, not the too. housewives. I think the I think the showrunners do it like those lunches yeah. and stuff like that. Uh but with these shows, I think the kids, I mean, they know this stuff. Right. They have Instagrams. They, they want to be influencers. There's all these things that keep them keep them relevant. And now Kyle's on the backside of that. Absolutely. What I thought was interesting, though, you speak of a dinner. They had that dinner, and Danielle was listening to Kyle throw Carl under the bus, and she comes out and defends them. Well, we've seen the, the trailer. We know that the relationship between Danielle and Lindsay and Carl falls apart. And so I thought that was so interesting because it Well, that's seemed... because Danielle still loves Carl. <laughs> probably. That's probably that's true, too. never went away. But, yes, and she showed that at that dinner, didn't yeah. she? But it was so authentic that she just she immediately— She wants a shot. Danielle wants a shot at the at the new real Carl, who's got his crap together somewhat yeah. compared to when they were together. Yeah. I just I just don't know if Lindsay and Carl are going to last. I think oh, they're so they're not because vastly different. I think Lindsay's different. too volatile. Well, and, you know, when you look at her, you know, her mom abandoned her. And I think that that really plays into who she is. Yeah. And it would be really interesting if they would just explore that more. You know? <laughs> I mean, that would be very interesting if you they could don't see do her. It, they don't want to do that. No, they don't want to do that. But, and it's kind um, of annoying, which is funny because, and I won't give any spoilers because I know 
As we, it's the timing of our podcast is weird because, like tonight, Vanderpump's going to be on. I know. But I really, I justify it by people watch like whenever they want to watch, and and we so we're protecting from spoilers. To me, that's our yeah. defense of recording this one. It is so. Yeah. Although maybe we, should, if we did it Thursday morning, we could catch all of them. I wonder if that would be. But a can time. you though? Same for me. Can we actually get them seen before we come into the studio? Yeah, because I, I mean, this week, I, like I said, this morning I watched Summer House. I didn't get to New Jersey yet, but I was gone for four days. There's so. a dinner, and they showed it in the previews. There's a dinner with the men and Joe and Louie. Oh, at one point I thought they were going to come to blows. But my thought Ooh. process this whole time, and honestly, though, I, I will say this much of a tease. At, towards the end of this blow-up they're having at the dinner table with all the husbands, uh, Louis actually said something that made me li- a like him. Oh, and B was like right on about the relationship between Joe and Teresa, and what could possibly be done to fix it. He validated Joe in his pain with the problems with his sister. So what did he, he say? Eventually, uh, but he said, uh, he said, I honestly care that you're hurt. I don't want you to be hurt. And he goes at the end of the day. I don't think Teresa does either. But only she can say, like he just left it open because we all know Teresa. She's going to make it, and that's and Joe's saying that's why he doesn't want to have a sit down with her because they've had him a bunch of times before. It's and, never worked, right? I think, but but he validated the way he validated Joe's feelings yeah. after they'd already had it out and all this stuff. He's like, no, no, I understand you're hurt, and you are right to feel hurt, right? So well, it's like I I I got you and I see you, but yeah. this is my woman, and I'm not going to just go. But what he's doing is fundamentally the problem between Joe and Teresa. Joe is always going to put his wife first, mm-hmm. and Teresa wants, as his sister, for her to put her first, and that's never going to happen. No, it's in, and it, he, and it she, has bordered on creepy. It is creepy, many times, right? And 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 she's like a jealous lover. Not a sister that doesn't like his wife. Exactly, and and for, and I think that's true in a lot of sibling relationships, um, and just a lot of like friendships too. Like if you don't understand, the spouse is always going to have the back of the spouse. Right, they're always going to put the spouse first, and if they don't, that marriage is probably not going to last. Right, like that's just fundamental. And so if everyone around you understands that, then I think it would. But I think that that's the problem with Teresa and Joe. I don't. Yeah, I, Ter- Teresa's just got a screw loose. She feels. Uh, she feels like the world has lined up against her. With, but when you look at anything bad that's happened to her, it's been by her own doing. I know. I think it would be really interesting if we could go back. Like, I would love to see what the childhood was like. Right? Wouldn't right. that be neat if you could see old family videos or pictures? A or way people? to enhance these reality shows would be to do a reenactment based on both of their stories and then write it up and then just drop it in. Remember when we were kids and then drop in and reenact? Yes. It would be, I mean, it would be different, but. I actually love that idea. I love the flashback idea because Because there is so much. Because we're also visually driven now with everything for us to see that rather than have them sit at a table and talk about it. But I do want to add, if they were a real house husbands, there's only one franchise worthy of having a husband show and it's Jersey. Okay. I, those guys get together, and I just I can't get enough of it. Yeah, I mean the way they b- b- crack on each other all the time, and yeah. just laugh see my favorite and, my favorite husband. But they also have serious problems sometimes too. Yeah. Serious talks, and they get angry. Yeah, my favorite husbands are Salt Lake City. 
I feel like they're the most authentic and real and, and easygoing and have true friendships. No? No. <laughs> they're, well, it's just different. It's just different. It's not it's fair. It's not. It's just different. Yeah. I would watch that one. Uh, but see, like New York, I don't even know why they called it Housewives because none of them. None of them husbands. are married. Yeah. Uh, none of them. Well, they. I mean, Ramona. That was a shocker. to Beverly me. Beverly Hills would be an interesting group of a husband show if Harry worked. Well, Harry's working now. I don't think. I he... mean, if Harry, if oh. Harry was on the show more. Oh, right, right, and right. And if right, Harry right. were part of that group of husbands, yeah. Now, because I you do... think about TK and. Uh, and Mauricio, the early days, who we're finding out is not the nice guy we've all been told. Well, the early days, I thought though, were better, right? When you had Paul, remember the plastic surgeon? Yeah, I loved Paul. I loved Paul too. So, and it was. I just, watched him and Terry's. Do you uh, remember show. what was that? Called? What's that show called? I think it's still on. Oh, I cannot watch it. It's that plastic surgery where show they, where yes. they repair other plastic surgeons. And I love Terry. Errors. Oh, he's yeah, great. Terry's great. He is great. Of course, I love Heather, and I was I was surprised when she came back that there was so much hate against Heather. It was just built in. I just couldn't understand that. I understand well, I mean, when you get it, her. there are the housewives who live in this kind of rich part of uh, of the OC, uh, but nothing totally extravagant. And then her and Terry unveiled this yeah, they're palace, filthy rich, lots of they money in plastic so surgery, so much money. Oh yeah, especially out there. out there. Okay, so if you had to be friends with one. Husband of any Housewives franchise, or really anybody on Bravo. Why would you ask who, me? Who Why would, would you? You should know the answer to this. Who is it going to be? Joe Gorga. I knew you were going to say that. I would go to a. He's a Giants fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Melissa. I would and go Joe. sit through a Giants Cowboys game <laughs> to have him bust my chops the entire time, and me bust his chops the entire, and drink beer and just have a good time. He's just. He's that guy. He's exactly who he portrays himself to be on You know what would be a television. great reality show? Who was the, the guy in the OJ trial who lives like in the back little house? Uh, Kato. Kato. Okay, you could be I'm Kato. I'm friends with Kato Kalen on Facebook. Oh, We've actually talked before. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, so this is what I see for you with Melissa and Joe. You could just come out every once in a while and be like, hey, guys, I live in the pool house. I, I, I'm obsessed guy. with you. Yeah, don't mind me. Don't mind me in the background. If y'all could have me up for lunch every once in a while, then you'd have to be dinner. Talk about beginning of my reality TV like craze. It really started with the O.J. Simpson trial. I watched every oh, minute. Listen, I of got that trial. I got so many stories about that. So we had, I mean, we'd been in California for that was when did that happen? Ninety three or ninety four. The trial put, took place in ninety four because I remember I was okay, sitting so in the my mur- car. The homicide on lunch was break. in ninety. Three or yes, okay, yes. So, so we lived north of LA. We we would go to LA on the weekends all the time. And after that happened, this is, I hope this isn't TMI for anybody, but we went down there to look at all of the different locations and me specifically, because I always I, I felt everybody's saying, well, OJ didn't have time to get to his house to do all that stuff, and I was just familiar enough that I wanted to go drive it myself. So we went to the condo. There were still bloodstains on the <gasps> walkway. We got there that soon. So we oh go, and I drive it, and, oh, he had plenty of time. And I went during the day. There were way more cars. This was late at night. Oh, yeah. There were no cars. Right. And the lights are set to be green unless there's traffic coming the other way. I had red lights and everything, and I made it with, like, seven minutes to spare. And I did not speed. I did not drive over the speed limit. Right. 
and it's it was just they're just that that close. Yeah, no, he he and, absolutely did it. There's uh, no doubt. I mean, there's all mind. that other evidence too. Right, there's but, a ton. <laughs> but then there was another time we were kind of in the neighborhood, and so for whatever reason we were driving by OJ's house, and we drove up in the neighborhood, and this is my, one of my favorite. It, it, for if you're new to this and you didn't know anything on the radio, I lost my wife a, a couple years ago. I mean, Kim was great, and this was a great Kim story because we're driving around. We still have Texas plates on our car because we got to sell our car because we can't get the California emission stuff on it. Yeah, back then. Now all the cars have that. So we're driving in this neighborhood, and all of a sudden we come up, and there's like two cop cars there. And I had put on the news talk station, and they said that there had been a report they'd found a knife in that neighborhood. Oh, my gosh. And so they had been in the process of sealing up the neighborhood with cops. And so we go rolling up to this where we're not supposed to be, right by OJ's house. And they're like, do you live here? Well, it was very obvious by our car. We did not live there. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, she's like, oh, my God. She just she had a pretty thick Texas accent anyway, but she just turned it on all the way. She said, oh, my God, we came all the way here from Texas just to see OJ's house. <laughs> And I guess it's just bad timing, and they just laughed and let us out. Oh, we my were, gosh. We'd already driven through one police line to that wow. point. Wow. But it was hilarious when she did that. Yeah, we really did all that stuff. Uh, it was because it was just because you could. Yeah. It, it was a fascinating. And then, but the trial was just. It was just fascinating. It was everything that you wanted. It was fame and fortune and Black all and the white. Stuff, and it, it was everything. It, it, it was drove just so everything. Great. Dateline became more popular after everything that. Everything was. And then the tr- now there's so many true crime right. podcasts and oh, everything and else. And Court TV. I yeah, mean, they were I just I watched not- part of that. Tri- I, oh. I couldn't. So when the big boss is here, I don't watch my shows. But <laughs> I, I can have the TV stuff on yeah. my iPad while I'm working. So I put on Court TV and it's that uh, Alex Murdoch. Oh, the Alex Murdoch trial. Yeah. Yes. And uh, his son was testifying. And so, I mean, I actually picked a good day to watch Court TV because yeah. I don't usually watch. I haven't watched Court TV. I haven't watched then. Court TV in years and years and years. But when the OJ That's trial not true. was, I did. I went pretty nuts for the Casey Anthony stuff. I live tweeted the Casey, Casey Anthony twi- trial. I was obsessed with Casey Anthony, and you know, she just recently came out with um, an interview and blamed her dad. Yeah. and said that her dad right. was abusing she Kaylee. It was she did during the trial, but said that she came out and he that. Let me he tell you, there's, there's the a pool and... interesting story about both of these trials. Uh, if you get the, if you want to relive the past uh, and get any written material about the OJ trial, I highly recommend Vincent Bugliosi's book. He's the guy who convicted, got Charles Manson convicted of murder, of multiple murders, not even being present for the murders. Right. He was a brilliant lawyer. Brilliant. Okay. And it, the book is about how he would have tried the case. And out of all these voluminous oh, books wow. about the OJ trial, this was like l- less than 200 pages. Wow. And he said it would have taken him a week to put on the state's case. And OJ would be in prison uh, yeah. w- without a doubt. They made the case too complicated. They made it too complicated. They took some Can- risks. Putting, p- making him put on that glove was the stupidest mistake yep. ever ever made. But he truly did have a dream team, which included, for those who don't know... Mr. Kardashian, (laughs) the father of, you know, talk about beginning of reality TV. It it really, I think, in a lot of ways was. I think reality TV was born out of our obsession with the OJ trial. If it weren't for that, I don't think the Kardashians are ever a thing. Mm -mm. Ever. 
Mm-mm. So all the stuff with uh, pop culture and the Kardashians wouldn't even be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Casey Anthony trial was an overzealous uh, state's attorney, not the guy that tried the case, but his boss, mm. when he wanted to make it a death penalty case mm. because it required a different jury. Oh. A different kind of jury. And it was more based in would you be okay with putting someone to death? Yeah. Not about do you have – all the other questions became secondary. So it right. was a dumbed-down jury that wasn't even from that county. It's crazy. It was one of the biggest shocks of my life. I wasn't as shocked when they Although elect. Baez did a good job, you know. He well, did a, he she did a good was job. sleeping with them. He did a good job. But he, I laughed this off as a showboat, right? Yeah. He almost got Aaron Hernandez off. I know. I know. But that really was his first major murder yeah. trial. So he was legit. Uh, but I, uh, I could not stand Jose. I could not stand Jose at all. No, no, no. But, um, no, but the both whole, of those reality, I mean, yeah, the whole reality world and our curiosity and, our and obsession. wanting on the inside of everything is just fed by that kind of stuff. A hundred percent. To the point that we don't need that because the, the Murdoch trial is significant in in the lines of a high profile, yeah. really sensational case. That all kinds of weird stuff happen and it just has not that much traction Mm-mm. anymore because we've moved on. We don't need the legal stuff anymore. I haven't followed it. As closely as I have other trials. But I do have a theory about the Murdoch. I don't know that if he pulled the trigger. But I think that it was a revenge killing on a lot of his financial dealings. And I think he knows who did did it. it. And And he won't speak. And he's responsible for it? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. I got no remotely innocent vibe off of that crazy man. Not one iota he gets like no beyond a reasonable doubt whatever bad things happen he is somehow responsible for yeah he was just built this but i do feel horrible for the son i do too the surviving son he's lost everything he's lost everything and i how do you come to the grips that your father may have killed your mother and your brother like i don't after also dealing with the fact that your mother was violently murdered yeah yes (laughs) you got to deal with that too that too and then you got to deal with uh okay so we're almost out of time. Oh, we're going to do our top five? I like where this went today. I know. It's fun. Okay, uh, this was one of the hardest things I have ever done. I thought about it nonstop. I finally wrote it down this morning, my top five TV shows of all time. So we locked it in. Okay. Here was my criteria okay. that I used that was different. It was, you know, obviously, uh, how many times I've seen it. Mm. If I've seen it more than once, it got extra weight. Okay. Uh, if, I lo- if I loved it as much yeah. the second time. Uh, if I posted a lot on social media about it, meaning I was really committed to it, that weighed in on it. And then and then the other things of how it was shot, how it was written, mm-hmm. the stars, the acting, and all that stuff went in after that. Because I thought, obviously, all that stuff had tripped my trigger. So my criteria was kind of like, I kind of looked at my whole life. I really tried to pick, not all the way back to childhood, but kind of whole life. Did I anticipate it did i look forward to it all week did i never miss it because you went back further i went a little i I went done that i went back a little further i just went to the the beginning of this new golden age of television yes so i really kind of was it and did it represent a time in my life where i was like this is my favorite show because i do have there's one show that's not on my list that would be and I, I know, and i have another show that i i think maybe i should have put it in well we need to break it down 
maybe. Okay. This is a starting point. Okay? This is a starting point. Because the, the thing is, is we should go back and do like See, younger think... network shows because our viewing habits were different. Our and it wasn't on different. demand and it right. does not set up a whole new criteria. Okay. So do you want to go back and forth? Number five, number five? That's or fine. do you want to just it. read it? You go first. Number five. Okay. Number five. Mine was Cheers. Yeah. See, I didn't do any network television. See, nostalgic. I mean, sort of did. Okay, number five for me. Cheers was great. Perry Mason. Okay. It made my that. five. Yeah. It made my five because I've just it. Okay, so that's my number five show. And just to let you know, it's only had one season, and the second season will be out next month. And I, I'm that is definitely on my list. I've already talked to my husband about it. Okay, number four, Game of Thrones. Didn't even make my ten. Wow. I know. And which is saying a lot about my 10 because it was outstanding. Yeah. It was outstanding. I'm sad. But I kind of want to cross it out and put in a different show. I kind of, can I do that? Yes. I kind of want to cross it out and put in the LA Law. Oh, see, that would be, oh, you, see, you went to a different, I, I just know. I dealt know. with this whole new world. I know. For the most part. I know. But, and that's why I was kind of, I was oh, like, LA Law was great. Great. Now, there is a network show okay, on my what's your second fourth? five, but my fourth is Better Things. With Pam Adlin, which is a show that mirrors her life as a single working actress with three daughters. I've never even heard of this. It was on FX. <gasps> that is, sounds like something I would love. It is, uh, the, it is one of the best women power, woman power shows like that has ever been made. Uh, she's just a very unique, uh, a hilarious Awesome woman. It's called Better Life. Better Things. Better Things. Better Things. It's all on Hulu. There's five seasons. And, okay. And again, I want... they don't have those. They didn't have those really long seasons. So. I want to watch that. Uh, okay. It, it it ended to me. It ended, I guess, when it was supposed to end, but because she said that you know the story's pretty much been told. But I follow her on Instagram and her daughters. Oh wow! Her, and and her life is still an adventure, and I'd like to see that the that her character. I'd like to see that played out. Maybe they'll do a movie. Okay, I got to see that. That, looks, that sounds really good. Fabulous. Okay, number three, I did go back to network. Okay. But this has to be in my top five, and that's Seinfeld. Yeah. Show about nothing. Show about nothing. Larry David is a billionaire, and he had only one source of income to make him that. Yeah. Seinfeld. I probably, though, I quote that show probably more than any other show in my life. So that that's also another criteria. Uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I think Better Call Saul is, I think, did I say this to you the other day? Uh, uh, better uh, uh, um, Breaking Bad was college for this crew. Right, and you said you think yeah, this is better. Yeah, and this is graduate school. Yeah. This is graduate school. Oh, and wow. It's just, it's better than Breaking Bad. That's what you said, yeah. so. So it's I'm, number I'm, three. Yeah. Okay, number two. Mad Men. You got a good list. I thought so much about this list. Mad Men, by the way, lives in a very unfortunate uh, place if you want to watch it. You have to watch it with commercials. It's on free V. Oh, wow. So anybody can watch it. And they don't edit it, so it's not like just for tell. But it's uh, I didn't, I, what free V is, is Amazon Prime with commercials, basically. So I watched the whole thing during COVID. I didn't watch it real time. And I don't think I watched it with commercials. I think I watched it at that maybe time. Maybe it might be with, living somewhere else. I think at that time, maybe it was on Netflix or Hulu or something. I don't it's know. I watched it with, show. oh, it's so good. I love it. Nothing as cringy as a pregnant woman smoking a cigarette with a drink in her hand. Oh, so But great. that's how it was in the 60s. And, and I love the 60s, right? Like, oh, oh so yeah, the, great. Oh, yeah. That, that was a great it's show. so great. Okay. You're number two. Boardwalk Empire. 
I've got that on my list to watch. You've you've been telling me about this. Yeah. I've got to watch it. Uh, a little re- a little uh, real historic stuff and some fiction, some fictitious characters woven in uh, about prohibition and Steve Buscemi, who's one of the best actors of our time. Just he's fabulous in this. Yeah, he was you in know, Fargo. If you don't know who he is, <laughs> yeah, well, you know you see him the, on Adam what, Sandler movies, which he does yeah, for fun. Yeah, and you want to go, oh, what a goofball! But I mean. Well, he's got one of those faces. He, like he's got such an, he's such an unattractive man, but he's such a good actor, right? And it just works. Yep. Like it just works. Okay, number one. Yep. Drum roll. Mine was West Wing. It's it's on my ten. Yeah. <laughs> no number West Wing. I think Eric likes my list. Eric Sorkin. Your list is a, a what to watch. Thank if you're looking you. to kill time, that's a what to watch. Where is LA's got to be? LA Law's got to be on Peacock, right? It was an NBC show. Oh, it's got to be on so Peacock. So good. And I think so many people now don't were, know it. They were bringing it back. Oh, it was so good. What's my name? Victor Suentes. What's my name? Victor Suentes. Anyway. So many great stars came out of that, too. So many. And my okay, number one was your number one. Sopranos. I had to. Sopranos. Do you know they I've started ne- this whole thing. I've never seen The Sopranos. They started this whole idea of how we watch yes. television now. They started yes. the whole thing. And that was, I did wait for that show week to week. Yes. I did. Every Sunday night, yeah. we watched I the remember how much they changed it. I remember when they were first nominated for an Emmy and everybody was in an uproar because it was the first real show on HBO. It was on HBO, yeah. right? Yep, yeah. That had Just th- like I got pissed off whenever Netflix and Apple yes. TV started getting yeah. nominations. Yes. I was like, wait, get that out of here. That needs to be a separate issue. Because everyone was like, HBO shows movies that were in theater. Like, you can't do this. Like you can't have a you can't have a TV series. Well, they did. So now I have a lot to watch. Yeah. Well, now I want to revisit some stuff. And by the way, out of all the network shows, which on my we can do we can expand this list or do a different lists right. later on. Uh, Rockford Files would be on mine. Oh, I love that show. When I was without little. the success of Rockford Files, I don't believe we would have The Sopranos. Here's why. Oh. David Chase, who created The Sopranos uh-huh. and wrote a lot of The Sopranos. Uh huh was the main writer for the Rockford Files. It was really? his first be- He had written some Columbos, and you could see his name pop up yeah. in credits and stuff in 70 shows, but every week, Rockford Files, David Chase or David Chase and. Well, we may, we may need to go back and create a list that's like pre-1990 or something. I'd like to do a net, the old school three network network, network TV yes. list, and I think our list would match up a lot. A lot. You know, one of the ones that I kept thinking about, and then it was, it almost made my top five, to be honest with you, and so much happened with Bruce Willis this week, but I almost put Moonlighting on my list. Moonlighting was great. Wasn't that Hill a wonderful Street show? Blues was great. NYPD Blue! St. Elsewhere <laughs> was great. ER was great. ER was great. We just got through burning through that. Yeah. Would, if I, when I'm off, it's on pop TV, and yeah. we both love it, and we watch it. And uh, it was weird because we were watching the finale, the series finale, because they just show it in order, and then they just start it over again. And I was like, I think this is the series finale. And sure enough, as it went oh, on, wow. it was like this was, it was the series finale was outstanding because a lot of people came back for it. Yeah. They were in town for a conference. They brought all these people back. Which is so great. And then the next day, there's Clooney again. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, at the very beginning. We it wouldn't have so George good. Clooney. Like, uh, he, the statue. Well, we can go ER. back to the shows that we watched as kids. Because I remember when George Clooney was on Facts of Life. One of the best That's shows right. ever. He was on Facts of Life. And <laughs> he, he actually he was actually on an awful comedy on CBS called ER. It was a 30-minute comedy, and it, he was terrible in it. 
Oh, my gosh. Terrible. Oh, my gosh. It was called ER. Huh, that's weird. Yeah, he was still, he was that young. He was like, anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right, so next week we'll be back with, uh, we may come up with another kind of list. Yeah, lists are fun. It gives us something to, it's challenging, though. It is though. challenging. I spent a lot of time on my list. I Well, because I, <laughs> like I said, I made the, the bo- I made a bottom five of my top ten mm-hmm. just to give me some context to make me feel okay about the top five that I picked. And That was smart. I didn't. I didn't move anything as tempting as it would have been to move Ted Lasso to the uh, top five. Yes. It's, so I think our next list needs to have more criteria. We're learning. We're learning as we go. Let's do comedies next week. Okay. Top five comedies of all time, a couple of which were probably going to be, I know already, from your list now. No, I'm, well, I might change it. Do we want to do anything? Let's do sitcoms from network television. Sitcoms from network television. Okay. I might have to go digging around a little bit because you know we've probably forgotten more than we remember. <laughs> I already know one. I already know one that I'm going to put on there that I'm not going to tell you. I, I'm going to have a couple uh, that nobody probably saw, and they were only on for a season or part of a season. Yeah, because we're going back, right? We can go back all the way to the beginning of network TV. James Con did a comedy. I cannot remember the name You're of it. Kidding. Where he played uh, a grandparent. Uh, it was a single mom and a kid, but he hadn't been in their lives very much. And it was just so funny and poignant and everything. I love I love James Bond so much, but he wow. didn't make it. And I'm assuming we can go animated too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Right. So uh, we'll see you next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs>